Hey, welcome back to Living Box Free. I'm Ashley Insights. And I'm Becky Ford. Guys, I realized last night, I don't even know why it took me so long, but last night that this is our two-year anniversary. Two years ago, when this episode is coming out on Monday, was our first, our introduction to Becky and Ashley episode. Woohoo! Isn't that crazy? Uh, I didn't even realize that. So the... <laughs> So when you say, I can't believe I didn't realize it till last night. Thanks for realizing that. You're welcome. That's, that is incredible. Two years. Two it doesn't years. feel like it's been that long. It does not. Yeah. But also I feel like we've put out a thousand episodes. <laughs> so it also does feel like it's been that long. But yes. today we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what the last two years have been. And then we're going to answer some questions. And I'm so excited. We have not prepared for this at all, with one exception, which I will explain. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it's going to be a ton of fun. So first, Becky. What's on the rise for you this week? What's on the rise for me this week includes smelly markers. Uh, okay. Mr. Sketch smelly markers. You can see them on my floor over there. Oh, I see. They are the best markers you can use on posters. And this is the first team retreat I get to facilitate in person, which is super exciting. And also I've realized, wow, this is so much more work than just like slides and <laughs> yeah. Zoom and all the stuff. I actually have posters and markers and post-its and yeah. fun things. So I'm really excited to get to be with people face-to-face -face and feel that presence, which is definitely unmatchable um, compared to virtual. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, lots of smelly markers. They're always a big hit too. Adults love it too. <laughs> Nothing like a what good are... grape smell while yeah. you're writing. Grape, watermelon, what are the other options? Uh, let's see. Yeah, watermelon. I think there's a cherry. I think yellow's banana, I'm pretty okay. sure. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I was like, was that a Ooh. No, that was like a <laughs> I think fake banana is oh. like real weird. Like fake banana candy. Yes. Yes. And it smell is. and yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. I'll keep that marker away from you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> What's on the rise for you this week? Uh sleep. We are finally post Easter and I am catching up on sleep and it's it's been great. The funny thing is that my whoop told me I got 90, 93% of my sleep last week or average 93, but I think there were a couple of like, you know, 50% days or 60% days or something wow. that, you know, and then a couple of 95% days and, you know, it was just odd. But I did see you commented in our whoop group. Yeah. How is this possible? Because it was 93% <laughs> and I was like, um, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, averages. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, catching up on sleep, and I'm very grateful for Good. That. You've earned it. Thank you. An early bedtime, sleeping in. <laughs> and Ash made breakfast twice this week. Twice. Two days in a row, guys. I've made breakfast, which gives you an early hint toward the answer to one of the questions. <laughs> but let's start with a couple of questions just about the podcast, those kinds of things. Uh, first, Becky... In case there are people who only listen to Living Box Free and don't understand why we talk about what's on the rise for you this week, what is on the rise? Excellent question. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. I spent a minute on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the rise, which you'll see is a part of our social media handles, that is actually our business name. When Ash and I first found that we had this shared connection and like love of people development, leadership, and also just some shared goals, we decided to start On The Rise as a business. We did that the end tw of 2019. It was December of 2019. <laughs> we had no clue yep. that the pandemic was about to happen. And at that point in time, our thought process was doing workshops and keynotes and really getting out there, which obviously the pandemic 
through a big hurdle in that, but that's the only reason we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. If we wouldn't have had the pandemic, I don't think we'd have a podcast right now because that was our alternative route. Just right. like anything, you have a great plan until a pandemic happens. Until people show up. <laughs> until people show up. With and, COVID. Uh, with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to change gears. Yeah. So um, we decided to not brand our podcast the same, to do a different brand. So that's where um, there's that difference between our business on the rise, mm-hmm. which we we still do, and we're expanding our leadership coaching and mm-hmm. consulting there, and then the podcast, which is a little bit of a separate service. Yes. And I, as the digital uh, media nerd, was like, on the rise is not great for search engine optimization because those are all very common words, but living box free is better for search engine opt- optimization. So that's what we should call our po- podcast. Yes. I thought you were going to say, I, the digital guru. Oh, no. Should decide. <laughs> it nope. was, but yes, that was very smart yeah. of you. A strategic move. Thank you very much. Yes. And <clears throat> why, well, I guess I already kind of said this, but anything you want to add to why we started living box free? No, I think that's great. I think a lot of the content that we were hoping to talk about with people and coach people through. Um, we get to talk about on here. So I love that it happened. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit different from you. I think we might've ended up here eventually anyway, yeah. but uh, it did give us the the boost to get going. And so. how did we choose the name Living Box Free? Oh, because we believe that there is no one way to live a healthy life. <laughs> that sounded like such a good announcer voice. There is no <laughs> one way to live a healthy life. That's my commercial voice. That was good. Thank yeah. You. And, and it, the more I learn about coaching, life coaching, professional coaching, the more that mantra stands out to me because in that coaching role, it's not about telling people, this is what I did. You need to do it. It's about coaching people and saying, okay, what worked for me might not work for you because we're Mm -hmm. totally different people. Let's work through what are the best options for you. So it just, it's really cool because living box free was something we came up with two years ago and today it just stands out and the value behind that stands mm-hmm. out even so much more to me after going through coaching courses and starting that process. Yeah. But uh, living outside the box was too long. So we made it living <laughs> box free. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Becky, what's something you've learned along the way as we've done this podcast or, or just in running on the rise? Two things stand out. One There's something about, without even like knowing you're doing it, that something about like continual development and investment. Mm. And when we started this podcast, I saw it as a tool to grow our audience as we're launching this on the rise business. Mm -hmm. What I didn't realize then that I've learned now is this weekly podcast has probably been the biggest accelerator of my development and my Mm -hmm. reflection Mm -hmm. as a person, as a leader as a wife, as a mom, as all those things. And I mean, I, it's hard for me to list the number of things I've learned because I've learned so much, especially when we have guests come on. Yeah, uh, I think about uh, Jim Bishop. I think about um, Jeff Allman. I mean, so many people who've come on and shared just really cool leadership lessons yeah. and tools. But then also just even the people who've been on here and have been so vulnerable mm-hmm. and shared some of their struggles, that has also taught me the power of vulnerability. Yeah. And it's very hard to put yourself out there. And I see this as putting ourselves out there. You know, people mm-hmm. could listen to this podcast and be like, oh, they sound horrible. You Make- guys are idiots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could. And in life, it's not worth holding back because you're worried about what yeah. every person thinks about. Yeah. 
So that was my very long-winded extrovert way of thinking out loud <laughs> to say. I liked it. Biggest thing I've learned is the power of thinking about these things on a weekly basis, mm, yep. learning from other people. I don't think I'd have this practice of like taking an hour. I mean, really, it's probably two hours prep mm -hmm. and then podcasting to talk about different relevant leadership topics yeah. and relevant people challenges. Yeah. And so I learn, I've learned so much from people, from research, from listening to you, Ash. So that was my really big answer <laughs> to that question. Hopefully you can be more concise oh, than gosh. me. What is something you've learned so far? This is what happens when I don't prepare. I talk out loud. I think well, out loud. Uh, interestingly, I think my answer is that people, at least in our culture right now, people don't want super formal or super prepared. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they want you to be knowledgeable, but what the things we've gotten the best reactions to and people have said, you know, this is the most helpful are the vulnerable things and the things that we just come in and we're like, I, I don't know, guys, what do you think? <laughs> um, or the videos we throw up of me on my front porch, just having taken a shower, my hair's all over the place. Like the, the things that we have it, we clearly have not mm -hmm. put time into making it look good, but we have put time into the content. Mm -hmm. Um, those are the things that seem to really resonate with people. So I would say it's similar, that vulnerability piece of here I am as this is just me on a Friday. Yep. <laughs> like you, you get what you get. So that's yeah. my answer. It probably helps illuminate the living box free. We're like, this is just who I am yes. after a shower. Yeah. Or most of the time for me. After the gym. After the gym. Yeah. yeah. I haven't showered yet. Yeah. But I do shower. My hair is already in my <laughs> little gym samurai bun. Oh, so. uh, Yes. Oh, it makes me think we're, we're not your, what'd we say? We're not your, um, gosh, we're oh, ninjas. We're not your, yeah. We're fellow ninjas. Fellow we're not ninjas. your sensei. Yes. Um, okay. Why don't we do best part, worst part real quick? Cause I'm worried we won't have time to get to all the questions because mm -hmm. there were quite a few. Best part. And this is about the podcast yes. specifically. Yes. Honestly, best part's getting, this is going to sound so cheesy, getting to spend time with Ash and we're, I, I don't know. I love this to me is so much more than work. Like this isn't a job. It's fun. Yeah. And getting to spend time with Ash. Like I said, I learn a lot from you. And when we're in the gym, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. and we have fun and it's like recess. Yes. CrossFit's like recess to me. <laughs> uh, but this is like a more intimate, like I get to channel some deep thinking yeah. and creativity. Like this probably is the most creative outlet that I have. Uh, obviously I, I do a lot of creative stuff at work, but a lot of it's repetitive. Whereas this is like new things every mm -hmm. week, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I would say best part. Mm -hmm. Worst part is probably just the time. Like yeah. time is our most valuable commodity and over and over again. Um, even today I was texting some folks. I was supposed to go out to dinner with a couple girlfriends and my babysitter fell through. And so I just mm -hmm. said, Hey, I, I can't do it because my husband works late every Friday night. Right. And, uh, you know, time is just, you never have enough. And I know that we would love to spend more time brainstorming, being creative, mm -hmm. you know, more time marketing, getting out there, but we're doing what we can with what time we have and yeah. tr using it the best of our ability. And someday maybe we'll have more time. Yeah. 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 I, my answers are pretty similar. I mean, I do love spending time with you. And I think that that brainstorming and that thinking through, okay, how can we help people? Mm -hmm. How can we help people be their, 
their best selves, their healthiest selves. I think that that just gets me fired up and that's yeah. so fun. And in contrast to that, yeah, the day in, day out work of it, of editing the podcast, of putting up the social media. And it, I mean, it's w- so worth it and I'm happy to do it. But it also, like like you said about your other work, it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And so I think that oh, uh, in terms of people, everyone has their own healthy or way to live a healthy life and living box free. Like the actual behind the scenes stuff it does not have its own path every time. Like it's always the same. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I'm less passionate about, but worth it. Yeah. Maybe we need an intern. Yeah, maybe we do. Two years. We've been here for two years. We're we an, an intern. established yes. organization. Who's willing to do the monotonous work for free. <laughs> and we will do some outdoor workouts with you. We will, we will write you glowing uh, references. Yeah, yes. recommendation letters. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we're going into questions. All right. Uh, we are just going to answer these or ask these and answer these in the order that they were asked. Awesome. So I'm not curating because I don't even have time for that. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're starting off with a real good one. <laughs> What's your worst fear? This is from Holly. What's your worst fear in a professional environment? The first thing that comes to my mind, and I've already kind of t- started to overcome that, but for me, becoming a mom was a big fear. Mm-hmm. And I know that we did a episode on unconscious bias and just that fear of people not feeling like I am as committed to work because I have a child. Um, and so for me, that was a huge fear that I've already really overcome and, you know, just really recognizing like men have children too and people mm-hmm. take them seriously. Yeah. Um, but I would say just kind of that reoccurring theme of I want to be a great employee. I want to new, do new things and be challenged and uh, just hoping that people can see that and those new opportunities come. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know. I guess a lot of my fears I've probably tackled so far. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. I mean, I was reallocated is what they call it at Elenco before, mm-hmm. which is where they cut your position. You have to find a new, another job within so many days. Like that yeah. was a huge fear. Oh, yeah. But I've gone through that. And now yeah. anytime I go through one of those difficult moments, my threshold for what I can handle is higher. Yeah. So I guess I'm saying I've gone through a lot of... You've been forced um, to deal amb- with your fears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really just kind of that, you know, being a working mom, that's probably my biggest fear, just hoping people take me seriously. Um, but then I can also be a great mom and a great employee at the same time. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, mine, and it, I, have, I am facing it, but also still in it, <laughs> um, I think is being misunderstood. And I have a lot of feelings about work and I want to do a good job, not just because I want to be seen as someone who does a good job, but because I genuinely care about my job and doing it well. And I've been, the thing I've been telling my coworkers lately is if you tell me what your goal is or what your dream is, I can help you find the best way to accomplish your dream. I mean, it's similar to the on the rise concept in Living Box Free. Like I want to help your dreams come true. And if you don't give me enough warning or you don't tell me what your dream is, you just give me like the layout of, out of how you think it should go, then I'm going to be frustrated because I don't feel like I can make your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. But I could have if we'd started out in the right place. And a prime example of that happened yesterday and I got <laughs> so frustrated and I, I feel like it comes across as like, I don't want to do what you're telling me to do, mm-hmm. which is kind of true, but it's not because I'm like, you're telling me to do something 
and I don't want to do it. It's like you didn't, we are not set up for success Yeah. to make this dream come true. And that's frustrating to me. Big takeaway. Ash can make your dreams come true. Yes. If, if you, give you me properly prepare. And, and you <laughs> tell me what your dream is on the front end instead of yes. on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine lots of people in the workplace can relate to that. Yeah. But yeah. I get, I, it feels like I come across as mm. um, insubordinate or disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that. That is my worst fear for someone to be That's like. Good self-awareness. You are a jerk. <laughs> okay moving on favorite oh this is from tiffany several of our questions are from tiffany she asks good questions Ooh. favorite accomplishment of adulthood and what are you most proud of or what are or what are you most proud of do you have yours um i think starting this business yeah probably would be very high on the list i don't know if that is the top but it's the first thing that comes to mind for me Mm-hmm. I remember the first day we did launch an episode, I was so nervous. Aww. The day that we, I mean, made the Incorp, you know, the LLC that was like, okay, we're doing this. Yes. So making it happen, I think. Yeah. And I think it's super cool because I don't, I don't think I would have done a podcast without you. And, you know, so a lot of things, having that, that person partner in crime mm-hmm. makes it easier to be outside your comfort zone and do those things. My biggest accomplishment, such a big question, Tiffany, the thing that comes to my mind, and I'm trying to think how to phrase it, it is doing the things I love, feeling like I am being a good mom, spouse, and being happy. I know it sounds so silly. My husband said the other day... (laughs) which is ironic because I did get angry the other day. But he like a, a couple of weeks ago, he's like, Becky just never gets upset. She never gets upset. And if she does, you don't want to see it, which I did uh, recently. <laughs> we all do. It happens like yes. once ha- it happens. once or twice a year. Uh, but like to his point, I, I have a job I love mm-hmm. at Elenco. I love what we do with On The Rise. I love our gym community, that business that, I mean, I've been a big part of. I'm a mom. I'm a wife, I'm a friend, and time management, I think I've just gotten better and better at it. I talked about, you know, you never have enough time, but I do look ahead and prioritize. So I'm able to achieve the work in these different realms and still have enough time to renew myself and truly be happy. And I'm just, yeah, I'm, I think yeah. instead of having to say I have to do this or that, I'm doing this, this, and this. And I still feel happy and like, I have a good family structure. Yeah. So that would be mine. Cool. All right. Awesome from Tiffany. What are your favorite books? So let's do two out of your top five. Excellent. Do you need to think about that? Because I can go. I've got, oh gosh, I know my, I know one. Oh, it's so hard. Okay. (laughs) I'll say two, but it's really hard. This is a hard question, Tiffany. This is a hard question. My very favorite book I fell in love with in college was called Stimulated by Andrew Peck, and it is about the five habits of creativity. You can tell that I love creativity. (laughs) Um, It's such a kinesthetic book. Uh, It has quotes and like colors. Uh, So I I love that book. Um, It's it's an older one. Um, So I was in college. It was the first book I just like fell in love with. I actually emailed the author and had a phone call with them because they called me, (laughs) which was so cool. I just loved it that much. So that's one of them. Oh, gosh. There's so many, but I'm going to say the second one's probably The Purpose Driven Life. Mm-hmm. And that's also something early on, 
if you've not read The Purpose Driven Life, it is, um, it's a Christian-based book, yeah. and it has reflection and journaling included in it, and that definitely helped me with laying some foundations early on with yeah. how, you know, how I interact with the world, yeah. what I think about, yeah, that's awesome. all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that was a hard one. All right, what about you? Um, guys, we are so different. It's hilarious. <laughs> My top two favorite books are Pride and Prejudice. Oh, Yeah. I just, I feel like it's a classic. They're the characters yeah. of my friends. I can just go back to it whenever I need to spend time with my friends and I know what's going to happen. And Water From My Heart, which is by Charles Martin. And mm. it's another novel and it's about like a redemptive story arc. And it's a, it, the main character is a drug dealer. I mean, it's really, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating. They travel to Latin America. Anyway, I'd recommend it. Water from my heart. I mean, those Novels. are ba- basically the same. Yeah, Creativity absolutely. habits, drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Totally the same. <laughs> All right. From a different Tiffany. Oh. Favorite topic, topic thus far. That's so hard. It's hard not to think of the most recent ones. I know. I'm trying to think back. I was, so I, when I realized it was our second anniversary, I scrolled back and I was like, I don't even remember doing that episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. We did an episode on insecurity, mm. apparently, which I forgot about. But then once I looked at it, I was like, oh yeah, I think that was cool mm-hmm. to talk through the kinds of insecurity because I don't think we, we don't think about that. We just feel insecure. We don't necessarily work through what kind of insecurity is this? Am I insecure mm-hmm. about my body? Am I insecure about what people think, you know, my relationships or... So I thought that was a cool episode. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of loved... There have been very few that I have not loved. Yeah. I I know it's it's so tough. I'm just going to choose... It's a more recent one, but the one on mentoring with Jeff. Oh, yeah. I just... Really I really cool. loved... He shared some really good nuggets like PhD, mm-hmm. Poor Hungry and Driven, Um and, and I do think mentoring is just a hot topic, at least with a lot of people I work with. Mm-hmm. So that would be a recent one. Throwback, maybe emotional intelligence. I think that's mm-hmm. always fun. I remember mm-hmm. after we uh, aired, I think we had two because it was so long. We had to break it in half, the emotional intelligence. I remember having a call with a past FFA state officer who listened to it and was just like, we're geeking out. Yeah. Um, so that would be probably a throwback one I really like. Yeah. it's awesome. Okay. Uh, also from that, Tiffany, was there an episode that you were nervous about recording and why? And I can definitely answer this. Well, first, the first episode we recorded, I was nervous because I was like, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) But then the episode on my journey through depression, I was nervous about not because I felt, and I think I've said this before, not because I felt, I mean, it was being vulnerable, but I didn't feel insecure about sharing it because mm-hmm. if you're around me, I talk about my, my depression. I'm fine with that. Um, I was afraid of saying something that would invalidate someone else's depression or make their life harder. And I was very nervous about that. And you can tell if you go back and listen to the episode, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I remember that very <laughs> clearly. You were I kind of want to do it again and just... Like say the exact same words, but read them yeah. calmly. <laughs> then you're going to go like switch them out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what about you? Nervous? I mean, the first one that popped into my mind was the eating disorders one. Oh, yeah. And somewhat similar. For me, I think the bigger th- fear was when you talk about the past, and I know I talked about some ways I was raised and like th- habits, things I saw from my mom who was going through Weight Watchers and telling us girls, you should do Weight Watchers. Yeah. You know, that makes me nervous because I don't want those people who I love in my life to think 
that they caused this big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you're like, this is, this was a moment that influenced how I saw myself. Yeah. So that was probably where I was the most nervous, more so when you do talk about people you love in those scenarios, you don't ever want them to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like being vulnerable and sharing like, yeah, that's the first time I was like, oh, am I fat? Yeah. I don't know. So that one for me. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. From Lauren, uh, what is a guilty pleasure you have that many people know about? That many people know about? Yeah. I think she, maybe she meant not many people know about. <laughs> I was going to say Barnanas is mine then because we talk about it <laughs> all the time. We talk about it all the time or reality TV for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with she meant to say not many people know about. And I, I, you have to be pretty good friends with me to know that I'm a Carrie Underwood fan because mm. I just don't feel like defending my opinion. Yeah. I She's my favorite artist and I don't usually. But here's the thing. I don't really believe in guilty pleasures because mm. if you enjoy it, why do you feel guilty about it? Yeah. Like, if you enjoy something, I mean, unless it's harmful to another human being, that's a different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, just embrace it. Just be who you are. But I don't necessarily yeah. tell a lot of people, but I, I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to give a sermon there. No, that's good. <laughs> I Yeah, I can't really think of too much. I feel like we talk about most any of the, all of those things. Uh, if, it, if I stick to the music theme, I definitely listen to some music with really bad words uh-huh. that pumps me up for the gym. And then when I, it's it's hard when I go to the gym and I've got my kiddo with me because I'm like, oh, McDonald's. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not in the mood to work out anymore because I like super like – and Tristan's like, oh, my gosh, what are you – do you even know what these words are? I'm like, no, but I love the beat. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay. So that that I guess that's mine. I listen to some music that okay. might not be um, – it's definitely not rated PG. Yeah. Because <laughs> it gets me pumped up. All right. Okay, Becky, truth or dare? Dare dare okay i dare you to sing your favorite song oh my gosh okay hold on (laughs) i'll give you a moment i want to sing chimbala but now i can't remember the spanish (laughs) words for it (laughs) i don't even i'm not saying it right (laughs) that was good keep going keep going that was good it's like i have to play the song to remember the words because it's all in spanish Eh, no, I don't know. There you go. That was great. <laughs> I got play job. Okay, so do I get to do this to you now? Uh, yes. Truth or dare? Well, I feel like I should take truth because you took dare, and it's the same question. Oh. Okay. Ooh, this is. I don't know if I can ask this. It might be too risky. Truth. Where do you want to be in three years? Three years. That's hmm, surprisingly short for you. Um. <laughs> uh, I think working with you, that's a pretty easy answer. So that doesn't feel super vulnerable. Uh, I mean, gosh, people should know by now we want to write a book. I want to write books. Um, So having published my first book, that's where I want to be. In three years. In three years. That's great to know. (laughs) We should probably find more time. Yes, probably. (laughs) Speaking of time, we are running out of it. Okay, Ah. here we go. Uh, Actually... Bran wants to know what are our career goals? Ah, I, real fast, my number one career goal, Mm -hmm. I am in that job now. Mm -hmm. I love it. I really don't know where else I'd want to be within a corporation besides what I'm doing. So that's really good. Uh, But the other major career goal is growing on the rise and specifically the coaching side. So uh, I have a couple coaching clients 
outside of my work uh, and would love to grow that part. Yeah. Um, so that that's probably my biggest one. I, I mean, the same for me, I would say on the rise stuff, coaching, um, if I got to do some creative coaching as well, um, whether that's, you know, marketing or whatever, I think that would be a blast. So coaching and consulting mm-hmm. and writing. Yes. Those are my career goals. I've never been a titles person. I've never been like, I want to rule the world. Yeah. But to move into those places that I enjoy would be mm-hmm. great. Okay. From Lauren. What would the title of your book be if written by your worst enemy? I love how these oh. questions tie together. They're also negative. They're like, <laughs> what's your secret ple- guilty pleasure? Except she said, what's something? I think she phrased it differently yeah. than what she meant. Yes. Okay, uh, if our enemy wrote it. Because I feel like these questions go together because my worst professional fear ties in with this. I think if my worst enemy wrote it, it would be like, she seemed nice. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think who my worst enemy would be. I, yeah, I didn't have a particular person in mind. Um, oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> this is a hard one, Lauren. Um, so bubbly annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> I don't know. That's like the first thing that popped in my mind. <laughs> that works. We'll take okay. it. We'll accept it. All right. Brand again. Who is your favorite guest on the podcast? That is so tough, Bran. It is. You stinker. I will I will say Tiffany, who came on yeah. to talk about her journey with addiction. I, people couldn't see it except for the people in the room, but she made me cry. Yeah. It was just like uh, talk about vulnerability and just uh, she is such a funny, caring person. Uh, I'm grateful that she came on and shared her story, and it made me, made me really sad in that moment to hear um, – you know, the period in her life where she was, you know, wondering if she still wanted to be here on earth yeah. or not. So I'm going to say Tiffany. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to agree, but I feel like we've had so many good ones. We've had <laughs> so many educational ones, but I do think that the ones that stand out to me are the vulnerable ones, the people who shared really their story, their experience. And I think Lee Hill was one of those. Yes. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and do that. It was mm-hmm. really great. Respecting your body. Yes. Uh, also from Bran, when can I come on the podcast, LOL? I, maybe we should do like a, um, I love that. Maybe we yeah. should do like a Memorial Day one or something Ooh, with Bran. Yeah. Okay, Bran, you just roped yourself in. So Ooh, it could be about like a day in the life in the military. Better prepare. You better prepare. <laughs> you better be ready. All right. Uh, let's see. Lauren wants to know why you guys are so friggin' awesome. I feel like that's a rhetorical question, but feel free to yeah. answer Becky if you'd like to. Maybe because we don't take life too seriously. There it is. <laughs> All right. She also wants to know, what would you go back and tell your 18 year old self? Mm. I mean, the first thing that, I'm just gonna say the first thing that popped in my head is stop caring about what other people think. Oh yeah. That's the first thing. What about you? I think <laughs> calm down. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it's okay. Just calm down. Yeah. It'll all work out. It's all right. You know, it's not great. You're, the next 10 years of your life are not going to be great, but mm. just calm down. You can't fix it. So, yeah. yep. Uh, okay. From Tiffany, what are your go-to meals throughout the week and do you meal prep? 
yes, I meal prep, but poorly. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly, as I made breakfast two days in a row, I am just not super consistent at meal prepping. But I do have a couple of go-to meals. I usually make um, like chicken stir fry. Not usually. I sometimes make chicken stir fry. Um, Eat a lot of grilled chicken. And then I do what I call uh, sloppy joe bowls. So it's basically uh, ground beef like sloppy joe dressing-ish and then over rice. It's really easy. It's super yummy. And then my roommate makes a lot of burrito bowls, which I eat when she, I eat her meal prep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. What about you? My answer is yes. I usually meal prep on Sundays and then again, usually whether it's Wednesday night or Thursday. So it's not always, it's never enough to get me Mm -hmm. through the whole week. I eat a lot of, I mean, my breakfast and lunch is always the same. Two eggs, cup of egg whites, chicken bacon, oatmeal for breakfast. Lunch, every lunch, it's lean ground beef. I do barbecue sauce with some shredded cheese, potatoes, and uh, usually Brussels sprouts. Could be a different vegetable, mm-hmm. so some type of vegetable. Uh, so yeah, my dinner is where I usually will make some things in bulk. Uh, my lunches I have measured out exactly mm-hmm. in my breakfast, but dinner, since I'm at home, We'll just have like some bulk stuff and yeah. measure out what I want. Yeah. I usually will do some Chex cereal at night as my treat. Becky's body out. is a machine. That's what I'm hearing here. A machine? Yeah. You eat exactly the same thing every day. It's very know, impressive. It's not, well, it's not necessarily good. Like variety is good. Yeah, but it's still impressive. Just <laughs> I'm trust me on this one. Okay. <laughs> Lilac Kitchen would like to know, hmm. dream guest for the podcast. Brene Brown. Oh, well, I can't top that. No! <laughs> I think someone, uh, um, I've been thinking about uh, messaging a couple of professional athletes and asking if they'd be willing to talk about their recovery journey. I think something, you know, hearing from athletes on getting injured or having mental health issues and then coming back from that, I think that would be fascinating. Um, so I don't know that that's one specific, I mean, I have a couple in mind, but it's not one specific athlete or person, but just finding someone to talk about that, I think would be really interesting. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Brene Brown. Okay. Also, Lilac Kitchen, funniest oops moments. On the podcast? I, uh, I'm not necessarily. Mm, peeing my pants while working out. <laughs> <laughs> was that funny per se? Uh, no. Or just embarrassing? No, okay. For you. I guess that wasn't funny. You were embarrassed. Yeah. You didn't need to be. I was more frustrated. Yeah. Um, funniest oops moments. Man. Maybe when we try to do that lemon video. Oh, gosh. I don't know if we posted funny. that yet. I don't think I ever did post it because it was such a disaster. Maybe we'll post that this week. Okay. Ash had this amazing vision. She had all these lemons, <laughs> and we had matching tank tops on. <laughs> and she's like, let's... Let, she got her roommate to videotape. We're going to do a video, and Becky's going to be juggling, and she's going to say, when life gives me gives me lemons, and then Ash is going to jump in, make, make lemonade or juggle. What did we say? Learn to juggle. Learn to juggle. And then in the moment, we realized Ash didn't think I could really juggle... So I thought and she I was could. just going to be like doing something funny, but she just straight up started juggling. And I was like, what the? <laughs> Talk about un- unclear communication. I was like, aren't you juggling? What? No, I don't know juggling. how to juggle. <laughs> we'll have anyway, to post that. Yeah, I know we okay. have it. I, all right. I'll try to find it. Okay. Uh, Patrick, should the Colts take a wide receiver at 42 or would they trade back for more picks? Now, here's my issue with your question, Patrick. You said, uh, w- should the Colts tra- take a wide receiver? And then the second half of your question was, will they trade or will they trade back? I don't know what they will do. 
I can tell you what I think they should do. Uh, and I have to confess, I had, so I get daily sports emails, um, like, what do they call it? Summaries, I guess. Oh, yeah. In my inbox. Headlines? Yes. And I usually read yeah. them, but the last two weeks I've been crazy with work, haven't read them. So I did have to go back through the last two weeks and be like, wait, where are we at? What's happening? I missed them too. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so here's my thought, Patrick. I'll try to make this, I'll try to make this brief. Nobody knows what they will do. And that's why there are like dozens and dozens of different mock drafts i think that we have had a failing offensive line on a tackling and protective standpoint for a long time i mean i think about like from luck rivers through wentz i feel like we've had to rebuild around all of them and it just seems like we need more than just one star receiver so i am hoping that they do not take a star receiver at 42, but they trade for other picks, and we can build up some an offensive line that can protect our quarterback because I am tired of watching them get sacked over and over or just not have time to make a good play. That's that's where I'm at. And also, please resign T.Y. Holton. Okay, those are my thoughts. Mike drop sports analyst in the <laughs> making here. <laughs> and I say we, I don't know that I'm like a... I am part of the Colts yeah. team franchise, but I just, you know. I concur. I sponsor this message. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> also from Patrick, you're going to take this one. Why won't Sam Briggs just retire and stop taking other athletes' spots at the games? Mm. When you love it, you love it. Mm. That's that's my thought. Sam Briggs, I mean, she's a, like original fire breather. And I do, I do think that it's inspiring to people who are older. Like, yes, she's a master's athlete. It's just like how no one says, why are these teenagers coming up and doing the normal um, competition CrossFit games? Why are they not doing the the age group? People applaud them and Mm -hmm. they say, oh my gosh, look at this 17 year old competing against these games athletes. I think the same goes in reverse. Uh, Look at Sam Briggs, who is a master's athlete, who's still hanging in there competing against these games athletes. Yeah. So that's how I would phrase it is. How do you think about teenagers going up? Yeah. I mean, she's a master's athlete that's inspiring other old old fart ladies like me. Right. I'm like, yeah, get it. Yeah. So that's my thought. Yeah, I agree. If you love it, you love it. And that's what you're made. You feel like you're made to do that. Do it. But I also think it's interesting. And I'm not, I'm not saying Patrick thinks this way. I'm saying as a culture, I think we tend to think this way, that across all the different sports, we have different expectations for when someone will retire and like whether or not we even want them to retire. So the concept of like, are they taking another athlete's spot? Well, if someone could beat her, yeah, then she, she wouldn't it. be taking a spot. If someone could, you know, in the Patriots, Tom Brady era, if someone could beat Tom Brady, he wouldn't have been there. You know, mm-hmm. like I think we just have different expectations for, when people will retire across different sports. And that's just interesting to me. Not that saying Patrick thinks that way. I'm just, just pointing it out. That is. Anyway. Okay, guys. We have two more questions. You ready, Becky? Yep. From Kat Tyndall. Ooh. Corey. Dear Corey. How would you res- describe your podcast dynamic and has it changed over time? Hmm. Corey with a thoughtful question. Yeah. I don't, 
I would say if our dynamic has changed, it's probably just improved Mm -hmm. and only become more comfortable and quite frankly, like trusting. Like when we first started off, we're like, did you prep? I prepped. Like, are we good? So just, just that routine and practice, just like any, we talked talked about sports, like any Mm -hmm. sport, our dynamic, I would say is just improved and the trust and feeling super comfortable with like, Hey, you take the lead. I haven't even looked at the outline. Let's do it. We haven't Uh, looked at these questions. It's going to be fine. yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is our dynamic like? The thing that comes to my mind are two friends just having fun. Yeah. What about you? And learning together. Yeah. I would add that. Yeah. I think casual conversation about deep topics is what I would say the dynamic is. And I think we have gotten more casual. We've gotten more comfortable together for sure. Like Mm -hmm. you said. So that would, that's what I would say. Yeah. Thanks, Corey. All right, and last one from Tiffany. Favorite hype song to work out to? Oh, man. I have so many. Well, clearly I did not sing my Spanish chimbala song very well. I swear I know those lyrics, but when put on the spot, not so much. It's uncomfortable. Yes. There's a song, gosh, right now, I've got so many, but I'll just say there's a song. Its title is Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm -hmm. It is from a Wadapalooza playlist. Okay. And it gets me going. I made a playlist for the open, mm-hmm. which I asked Tristan to play during that deadlift burpee workout. Mm-hmm. It just got me going. <laughs> it's so good. So tick, tick, boom. Go okay. look that up. All what right. about you? Um, I'm a little bit of a weirdo. I'm not, I'm not like an angry workout music person. I do better when I'm hype. Like, let's go. Come on. Let's go. So yeah. uh, more positive things. I think um, like... Shipping off to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I think that really you, gets me how going. How does that go? Oh, it's like a like a screamo, but like okay, shipping off to Boston. Okay, I'll look this up on my way to the gym. Okay, great. <laughs> I think the the actual pump up songs that are not like I'm so angry, I'm gonna crush yeah. you, I'm gonna crush the competition, but are like let's yeah, let's get yes. going. Here we go. I agree with <laughs> those that. are the things. That, I don't like the mean, yeah. like angry man screamo. Yeah, yeah. I also, I mean, there's a special place in my in my heart and my workout life for 90s country. Yes. There just is. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why, but it makes me happy. It probably keeps your heart rate down. And making me, yeah. and when I'm happy, I work out harder. Yeah. I love it. So. I agree. What great questions. Great questions. And that was like really fast. So thank you for everyone who sent those in. I think it was in tw- less than 24 hours. 12 hours. 12 Way hours. Way to go, guys. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, especially for joining us two years. It is crazy. Uh, we are so grateful for every person who listens, who gives us ideas, who supports us. So thank you so much. Cheers to many more years to come. And if you have future podcast ideas, you can always send that to us through Instagram or Facebook. So absolutely. Go do we that. love suggestions. Absolutely. Uh, thanks again. Yay to your anniversary. Yay. We'll be back next week to continue two years and one week. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye.